welcome back to the first playoff edition of New Era Leafs. We haven't done one of these yet as, well, we've been a new podcast. So, yeah, but uh, quite the mix of emotions over the first two games. But uh, before we start, uh, how you doing, Gord? Uh, I'm pretty good. I got uh, I got my vaccine this morning, so nice. I'm doing really well. What about you? Not bad. You know, I don't know how the weather is in Alberta, but it's beautiful this weekend for the for the long weekend. Uh, and I get to go golfing tomorrow, which is oh, going to nice. be fun because uh, um, Mr. Doug Ford, um, apparently, you know, that super spreader golfing um, <laughs> wasn't allowed until until tomorrow so uh or uh, this weekend actually but um yeah i've found a tea time tomorrow so i'm excited oh nice that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot to unpack over these first two games man yeah 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 man yeah a real big roller coaster of emotions just especially Mm -hmm. that first game do i guess we start with the elephant in the room yeah yeah, we might as well. Did you want to kick it off? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we all know John Tavares went down, and it was it was really scary when it happened. Like, mm-hmm. man, it was it was it, it it did not look good at all. Like, the worst thoughts no. are to go through your mind when you see when you see like what happened. Yeah. And it's nice now knowing that like he's progressing well. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a big sigh of relief. I mean, for me, like I, I, uh, it's kind of no secret. Like I live in Edmonton, you know, so I'm, uh, you know, a little bit behind, right? Like for me, five o'clock is usually when most games start. So that's right when I'm getting off work. Um, but this time, you know, I, so I usually don't get home until around six. Well, this time, you know, I try to be a little bit quicker, was able to get home, rushed home, missed the first 10 minutes of the game. And then I come in, run downstairs turn on the TV. And the first thing I see is a crowd of Leafs just crowded around at the, the Montreal blue line there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, at first, I just remember just being like really shocked. Like, cause you know, you have all this excitement heading into it. You're real, you're real pumped, you know, mm-hmm. first game of the playoffs, you know, we've been waiting a week now for this. Every other team has played multiple or every other series, at least about like two games. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the first you know, the first game in our series. So I was real pumped. And then all of a sudden, yeah, that's the first thing I see when I turn on the TV. Yeah, it was, I don't know. For me, it was kind of scary. Just like, <laughs> like I said earlier, like you don't know, like, like the worst thoughts just like run through your head. And I was like legitimately shaking. Like I was watching the game and I was like shaking on my couch and like, I'm some bozo sitting on a couch watching the game who like obviously doesn't know John Tavares at all. And I was thinking like that. And like, all I could think about is like, just imagine like what his fat, like I don't want to like pulling this card, but like imagine what his family was like thinking of. And like, even this, like all the other, his other teammates on the bench, like if I was a wreck like that, just imagine how they were all feeling. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they panned to the bench. Um, too as well right and you could just see it on their faces like Matthews and stuff like that he just looked like devastated like all of them just looked so devastated mm-hmm. even the Habs even like Corey Perry and stuff like he yeah. looked broken I mean like yeah like like Perry said after the game like they're friends mm-hmm. and like obviously like they played on a bunch of team Canada's together and stuff so obviously like like you're a competitor out there on the ice but <laughs> nobody on the Habs yeah. wants to see that happen yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it's just 
Yeah, I mean, it really sucks. And I mean, luckily, um, for at least uh, like the Habs players and stuff, that there haven't really been any accusations of any wrongdoing on their part, as there shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really fucking sad overall. <laughs> I, uh, man, yeah, I just remember like, because obviously I was delayed a little bit there. Um, I remember uh, in, in one of our group chats, someone, you know, sent the video because I was like, what the hell happened? Like, what the hell? And, uh, yeah. And I just remember like, just thinking like the first time, like I really saw it and like after the hit, you know, the, the big, you know, his head, uh, falling backwards and stuff like that. It, uh, yeah, I just remember thinking like, is this guy even going to walk again? Like, you know, yeah. not even like, is this guy going to play in this series mm-hmm. of this season? It was, is this guy even going to like walk? Like, yeah. Like fuck. for me, like I saw that and I was just like, like, I think I said this in the group chat that we are in and I was just like, I was just like, you know, this is like a scary and like fucked up situation when I'm hoping that it's just a concussion, which yeah. is still a serious thing on its own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think everyone kind of like the same sort of like thought, right? Like, you know, wow, like mm-hmm. the best case scenario would be this is just a concussion. It's nothing, you know, major yeah. because I, especially the way he fell back, it literally looked like he just like couldn't support his head. So it just looked like he was like, I don't know, some, mm-hmm. maybe nerve damage, something like that. Like at least. Yeah. So, like, that's, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's just really awful. And especially like, I don't know. I mean, no, nah, no, nah, it would suck with every player. I, I was going to say like, you know, it, especially given who he is to the team and like him being the captain. That just adds another layer of like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, it's just, man, it's just really devastating, but luckily since then, you know, it's come out that everything's like the, the only injuries are the concussion and a sprained MCL, I think. Yeah. Well, that's what that is. I know Kyle Dubas described it as a knee injury similar to the one Zach Hyman sustained against Vancouver. So uh, did you want to talk about that? Because about the initial hit that Charit, sorry, uh, Charat threw on, um, on, on uh on Tavares. Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I mean he's just kind of been shitty all series, to be honest. All, Especially even all, afterwards. All season. Yeah. Yeah, he's just been real greasy. And, like, I've noticed, like, especially, like, I, I found it really kind of disgusting, to be honest, too, after that hit. Like, because, I mean, that hit itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, no, he definitely had his his knee stuck out, I'd say, too. Um, he definitely led with his knee into that, yeah. which I don't think, like, like um, our, our buddy on Twitter, Spence, made mm-hmm. a, it was a thread, I believe, and he, like, was explaining how the hit was reckless. But, like, he mm-hmm. said, like, I don't know how many times in the thread, it's not dirty, it's reckless leading with your knee. Yeah. Which I'd agree. Like, I don't think, a, like, you don't throw a hockey hit leading with your knee, you lead with your shoulder. And yeah, like, so it sounds like even if Corey Perry didn't do that, Tavares would still be out for at least like two weeks. Yeah, I'd say so, right? Like, at least mm-hmm. a few weeks, you know, maybe even like at least the whole series, probably. Yeah. Um, which is like shitty. And like, and like, I need, I want, really want the NHL to start calling kneeing more because you ever, you rarely ever see it called. And like, mm-hmm. and like, 
I'm all for big hits and stuff, but leading with your knee is not a hockey hit by any sense of the of the rule book or anything. It's not a hockey hit. And yeah, you want to get rid of these injuries and stuff. So just get anytime you see a, a player lead with their knee, just call that. Like this is like we've been on the officiating this season all like all year long. And I understand that you can't really blame the refs because the refs are told what to call and not what to call by Mr. Colin Campbell, who absolutely should not be there right now. And uh, yeah. So like none of this is going to change until he's gone. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you know, everyone's been kind of saying this, I think like all year, right? Like there needs to be a real shakeup in the department of player safety and refing just as a whole, just that whole wing of the mm-hmm. NHL really needs to just be from the ground up, just completely redone. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's upsetting, especially like how we've seen them handle things this year. Mm-hmm. It's just so upsetting, but uh, do you want to talk about what transpired after um, Tavares got stretchered off the ice? Oh, uh, the, the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like what are your initial, like what were your thoughts on it? So like in the moment I was thinking, I think like, like with most people too, like, like what does this solve? You know, like it seems really yeah. dumb, you know? And I was like, I hate staged fights. I hate the whole, you know, that just that face whole, off. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, you know, no, we need to do this, you know, for whatever, send a message type mm-hmm. BS. But like, after thinking about it a little bit more, to be honest, like I understand um, the thought process. Yeah. 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 I definitely understand where Felino was coming from. And I mean, he explained it, explained it like 10 times, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like he, he saw one replay and all he saw really was his captain laying on the ice, you know, like, they don't so have, do they, have they didn't do get to see it like 15 times like we did and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was, did you want to touch on that later? I mean, we After? could just say it now, like quickly. Like, there's no need to show that so many times during the broadcast. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand, you know, like, you know, like the I've, first couple times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Just before, like, oh, hey, anybody tuning in, you know, here's what happened. Or like in, in, in the intermission panel, you know, showing it once, just being like, yeah, this sucks. You know, here's what happened, by mm-hmm. the way, just in case you missed it, you know, that sort of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. man, yeah, there's no need to show it like, mm-hmm. you know, five different angles of the same replay, yeah. you know, back to back. Like, oh, God. Yeah. No, that was way too much. Yeah, it was. Anyways, back to the the, the fight. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like I was kind of really in. So, yeah. So initially I was a little, you know, kind of like rolling my eyes at it, you know, like, oh, that's kind of a dumb reasoning to fight. You know, I mean, I mean, fight. at the end of the day, I'm always here to see somebody punch Corey Perry in the face. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah. And, and that was the thing, too, is like it was very clearly unintentional. Corey Perry literally looked like he killed somebody, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like he, I mean, it's not, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, the guy looked broken, so I, I felt really kind of bad to be honest, mm-hmm. but I do understand, you know, Felino's reasoning and honestly what pissed me off more than the fight was everyone complaining about the fight on Twitter, like all the other fan bases and stuff who just would not relentlessly stop. And like all the blue check marks, you know, just who just kept relentlessly going at the fight. Like, Oh, this is really stupid. eh? like, Mm -hmm. who cares, man? 
Yeah, like, yeah, like I was, I was like, kind of like you two. I was like, why is this fight necessary? But then, like, after the game, when like Felino like explained himself and was like, and, and was like, um, like I. I feel like a part of it too was like you wanted to remind like the guys because like they're all shaken up. Like that's not something you just shake off and then like and like like and just start playing hockey again when you see like your friend and like your teammate and your captain go down like that. Yeah, like, no, exactly. Like that's not something you you can just shake off and like play a hockey game after. So I feel like he did it for like a sense of like guys, still a hockey game you got to play. I'm gonna try to get the boys back into it, which I completely understand. Mm-hmm. And then also his, and like also like him saying like all he saw was like his captain down on the ice and thought he had to do something about it. I mean, yeah. you can say what you want about the code, but that's just how hockey players operate when they're on the ice. So like I do get that from a hockey perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and I mean, oh, like kudos to Corey Perry too for taking it because he did not have to take that fight, but he yeah, realized no. that we can just settle this here and that's it, and then the rest of the series can just go on as as it should go on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, the thing too, like that, uh, like not only did these guys just maybe see it once, like there's also a really large possibility that these guys, you know, were talking to the coaches, talking to their teammate beside them on the bench, and they didn't even freaking see it you know they didn't even see the hit yeah right so all they see is oh Corey perry did this thing yeah varus is laying motionless literally on the ice yeah you just see and like yeah you see Corey perry skating away from john tavares and you know the reputation Corey perry has yeah and it's just like yeah so it it doesn't take much to put one and two together and like get get it wrong without seeing a replay yeah exactly right like Uh, I don't know. It really sucked. And um, yeah. And I mean, I'll be, I, I will kind of extend an olive branch, I guess. Like for the most part, I didn't see a whole lot of Habs fans being like, just really crappy about it. Online. Saw a bunch of like name and bunch of numbers being like shitty about it on Twitter. And like, people yeah. with like, with like eight followers, but like those, those people don't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean, like just some dumb, you know, grandpa of someone like not even i think it was things. like all those like like supposed to like 13 year olds who think that they're being funny and stuff yeah yeah probably but i mean yeah for the most part for like even the habs fans after they won the game ultimately like some of them were just like like they just were like like they didn't even care like there wasn't that excitement after a playoff yeah game. like i've seen some that i follow and stuff that are mutuals mm-hmm. with and they were all like it feels like shitty of me to like be happy about this game yeah yeah, exactly. And so, I, I mean, I think that gives a really good, you know, indication. It puts things of, into perspective. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, like if the team you're literally facing, like one of your most historic rivals you're facing in the playoffs, mm-hmm. isn't happy about a win afterwards. Like, I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, I, I don't know. For me, I – and I'll be real, like, even – from a pure hockey's perspective, like I couldn't even feel bad about that loss. No, I couldn't. I did. I did not really care much about that game at all going forward. And you can tell, like, like mm-hmm. it was like a minute and a half later when Josh Anderson scored. Like the team was not their head were not in the game, and I mean, like rightfully so. Like I, oh, that, yeah. like I said, that's not something you can just shake off and like just like get your head in the game afterwards. Like they really needed that intermission to like regroup, and I. For the most part, they were the better team in that game. 
the Leafs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely turned it around after mm-hmm. that. Uh, after that first period, which once again, like, I, I completely give them a free pass for that. Um, and I mean, like, there was just like, and like, I mean, they ended up scoring right, and then all of a sudden, like, they end up how they lost is just a bad giveaway. It wasn't even a big deal. Like, it wasn't you know some big defensive breakdown. You know, they, they didn't were, get outplayed. They didn't like. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was price just turned back the clock a few years. Yeah. <laughs> and they were so unlucky what they had two or three posts in the game. Like oh after that God, point, like it was just like, yeah. And like, that's what gave me confidence moving forward into the game, like mm-hmm. into the series and before game two was like my, in my head, I was like, it took the Montreal Canadians best performance. I've seen them. Like that was the best I've seen the Habs play all season long. Yeah. And they were still hanging on by a thread. Oh yeah, right. And and, just... and and with the Leafs' heads like not completely in the game. Yeah, yeah. It literally took a friggin' tragedy for yeah. the Habs to be able to and like, just barely hang on. Yeah, right. And like so, it's just I. I mean, yeah. No, I, I could not find myself getting you know even remotely sad about that game. Yeah. Like I, I just I could not care less to be honest. And I, I mean, also like at the time, especially. I mean, with hindsight, obviously, like one, I just couldn't really get angry about the game. But also, like at the time, mm-hmm. it was it just kind of felt secondary. Yeah, um, and like. For the Leafs too, like especially with them, like not knowing the severity of it at the time and stuff, like you have no idea, yeah. like all those thoughts running, rushing through your head and stuff, and then you still have to try to play a hockey game. Like mm-hmm. I saw like some like people on Twitter who were like, "Well, oh, this is the same Leafs that can't show up in the playoffs." I'm like, first of all, shut oh shut God, up! Yeah. It's one game. Second of all, they saw one of their like best friends and their captain like motionless on the ice. Like, yeah, I don't care. Like. They're, if they're professional athletes or not, they're human beings who just saw a friend of theirs motionless on the ice, someone that they love and like see every single day and like battle with every single day on the ice and stuff. And then you see that happen. Yeah. That's you don't shake that off. I don't care. I don't care what your profession is and like what your task mm-hmm. is to do after that. Like that's not something you shake off in like 15 minutes and then not even in like literally like 30 seconds and have to like play a game after. Yeah. Right. And like, Oh my God. I, the, the thing too, is that like these guys are like, I was going to make a comparison about like, Oh, imagine if your coworker got injured, but it's like, no, like you, these guys are closer than their coworkers. They go on trips. Like the, it's literally like the they, season. They, yeah. Like you, they, they see each other. They like when you're on a t- breakfast, yeah. lunch and dinner. Yeah. And like, they see each other, like, like they spend like hours and hours together when like a lot of my coworkers were like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm good friends with some of my coworkers, mm-hmm. but I don't see them nearly as often as like, you'd see like, like, like there's like their brother, like their teammates. Yeah. There's they're like brothers. Yeah. Right. It's like, Oh they probably God, see, it's so insane. like it's, it sucks to like say this, but like they probably spend more time with their teammates than some of them do with their families, especially over like stretches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over the course of like, like in the thick of yeah. it, in, like the season, you know, yeah, like it, it, like like it's just insane, and I mean, people mm-hmm. can just—it's all just—I I hate—I hate to just throw around, you know, these general terms, but like it's all just like a bunch of boomers. It's boomer mentality, you know, of like, oh, yeah. they—they're—they're they're soft, they're blah blah blah. It's like no, they're mm-hmm. not. They're like they just watch their friend potentially like become paralyzed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I are know. you kidding me? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's scary oh, for everybody. Yeah, like, and especially like he, not knowing until like after the game, like what the condition is and like if he's okay. Like, mm-hmm. 
all those thoughts rushing through your mind is like, and then you have to focus on a hockey game too. Like whatever. Like to me, that game was just a, a wash away. And I was like, yeah, the, the Habs are going to win a game anyways. Yeah. I thought, so there you go. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and the they still got up, outplayed in it. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, the thing to bring up too is the Leafs took like, uh, so, so obviously there was a fighting penalty in the first. In the second period there, there was the delay of game from Justin Hall, the hooking penalty on Jason Dude, that first delay of game penalty was so stupid. Yeah. It, oh, my God. There like, was I understand. I understand. The first understand. of three. <laughs> no, like, I understand, like... <laughs> If you flick the puck out off the ice, like whatever, like I don't agree with it, but I understand it at least for that being a penalty. It was deflecting it off your stick into there, like that should not be a penalty. Like, yeah, why? no, because like, I don't care who you, who you are. Like no one has had the hand-eye coordination to do that. <laughs> to like yeah, purposely be like, I'm going to tip this from shoulder high into the into the stands. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's so insane, like. The de- uh, the delay of game penalty is kind of stupid, anyways. But yeah. oh my god, yeah, it's just and and they took three of them that game. It was so fluky. They took three of those, and then on top of that, Jason which, Spezza got like two the Leafs, penalties. like the Habs didn't score on any of them, which is fine. But like, but like mm-hmm. the game felt like so choppy because the Leafs like five. If the at that full game was like five, okay, if most most of that game was five on five. Like the Leafs didn't get those three delay of game penalties. The Leafs would have won this game since they're the much better five on five team than the, than the Canadians are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, I don't know. It's so insane to me. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This game just Mm -hmm. in general, it's just a fluke. I know. And then like everybody, like I saw like a lot of people too, who were like, Oh, Mm. Like they wanted like Rasmus Sandin's head for like the, for like what he did in that in that game, which was like we, we, we'll we'll talk more about Rasmus Sandin later on. But like, but like it's a rookie playing in his first NHL game. Yeah, oh, is he still technically a rookie? I don't know. Um, no, not his first NHL game. His first NHL playoff game. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but I mean, you know, he's still a really young player, regardless, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. Like, he's still like I still don't really consider him like a full. I mean, now I do, but I still like had or I mean, halfway through the year, I, I don't know if I would have even considered him a full time NHL, right? So yeah, I, I mean, I think it still kind of applies. I guess maybe prospect. I don't know. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Like like everyone needs to calm down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Needed to calm down at that point, I should say. But um, yeah. Like any other thoughts for for game one? And then yeah, actually, I did want to touch on that uh, that Rasmus Sandin point, like about hit. Okay. You know, because people were acting like, why the hell is you know like like how the hell did he get beat there? Blah blah blah. Paul Byron's like re- pretty friggin' fast. He's one of the like fastest it's, it's, players in the league. Yeah, it, it's it's not a secret. Like he's incredibly mm-hmm. fast. Sandine had to turn around completely. Like he just got caught flat footed. If that Sandine was, like, was literally like, uh, like, and like more NHL games would give him this experience to know. And like you saw mm-hmm. it yesterday too. Like especially on like the power plays and stuff when like he did not want that to happen again. So he was like playing a little more conservatively at the line. Mm-hmm. So like, and then which is what he should, which is what you should be doing. Like he, if he was another step back, then that's not a goal. But he was being a little yeah. more aggressive and stuff. So it, so it happened. But then you saw he learned from it and was really good in game two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's not something that I worry about. Like he, he's just smart enough. He's you know, it's not like he had like a terrible game either in game one. Like he looked really good out there, and then just that happened. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, the big the big point with that goal, too, isn't even like the Sandine got beat. It's more like, if anything, Thornton shouldn't have turned over the puck. Like, yeah, simple like, as that. You expect better out of someone who's played in 180 playoff games before that. And like, yeah, two of his turnovers leading to goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I know. I just can't believe people like ripping on Sandine mm-hmm. for that when the initial one this whole sequence wouldn't have happened if the man who's you know a gray beard in the game you know was played 20 years mm-hmm. didn't turn over the puck like mm-hmm. exactly i don't know I, i'm less inclined to blame it on the rookie than or the prospect or whatever than mm-hmm. someone like joe thorne yeah exactly and yeah anyways do you want to move on to game two? I think there's yeah. a lot more to unpack. Well, not really a lot more, but there's still lots to unpack in game two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. I, I'd say so. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely a lot more goals. So. Oh, yeah. Um, man, this game is right fresh in my memory, too. We're, we yeah, are too. recording the afternoon after the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love this game so much. <laughs> oh, my God. This is exactly how game one probably would have went if mm-hmm. we did not see a catastrophe on the ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is 100% what I expect um, or what I expected, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think probably what we can expect going forward uh, for the Leafs. Yeah, like it's it it was it was such a good game i don't even know where to start like there's so many people played yeah. good and like i want to point this out now and then we can get into like more into the game but like mm-hmm. holy shit did zach bogosian fucking step up man yeah <laughs> Dude, oh yeah i don't know how many times last night i was watching the game and i was like oh shit good play bogo like i said that like so many times like like he's been so good like, even in game one he was really good like he's been so good like he's mm-hmm. really stepped up and like and like we've already talked about on this podcast in previous episodes, like how much he's like surprised us in a good way. And like he stepped it up even more than that. Like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. He's been just a really freaking a really good player. And honestly, like I did not expect it whatsoever. Um, like heading into the year, I was really, you know, uh, I I wouldn't say unhappy, but I was like, Yeah, this guy's a seventh D, like he's meh, he's whatever, you know. <laughs> that probably was I, the plan, to be mm-hmm. honest. The public yeah. was the plan, and then they saw like he probably like played this well in like training camp and stuff too. And then they're like, maybe he, then maybe we'll give him a few games here to start. And then he started playing super well, so he just took over that 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 sixth the uh, that sixth defenseman mm-hmm. spot. I guess you could say. I think he's improved now to the fifth spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'd say for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the thing the, the thing too is to be fair, like in hindsight, I guess this guy in his career has played on the um the really bad newly turned Winnipeg Jets formerly the Atlanta Thrashers and i mean like they were really really bad so oh, yeah. he played on that really bad mm-hmm. team and then he went to buffalo yeah like so i mean and, and then the first time he goes to a good team he's really freaking good playing on Tampa so i mean mm-hmm. We probably should have expected a little bit more than what we, you know, the Buffalo Sabres act. Even then, but. even then, like, because even I saw, I noticed that too. I'm like, yeah, he played pretty good on, on Tampa Bay, but like, how good is he? And like, he's even expected though. Sorry, someone honking the horn outside. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then yeah. So, anyways, yeah, like I, 
in my head when we first made that signing, I mm. was like, yeah, he played good on Tampa, but like, how good is he really going to be? And he even crushed those expectations. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, like I, we said this a couple weeks ago, but like, man, like I'd bring him back next year too on like a good deal. Oh yeah. Me too. I, I mean, I not a big raise, but mm-hmm. anything below Justin Hall, I, I definitely bring him back on. Yeah. Um, so anyways, let's get into the game. That's our Zach Bogosian praise for the, for the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what, what did you like most about the, about game two? Just, Oh, oh my god, I feel like it's really yeah, yeah, just everything. I mean, they played really well. They they were able to they were able to very perfectly kind of, you know, uh, straddle that line of playing tough, hitting more, that sort of well also not being like the Habs and taking 50 friggin' penalties. <laughs> like dude, dude, all their penalties are so stupid. Like I've seen a lot of Habs fans mm-hmm. like 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 being like, oh, the refs. No, all those penalties were completely 100% avoidable. Like that that oh, Weber yeah. one that led to the Nylander power play goal. Dude, yeah. you're a veteran in this league. How long have you been in this league? How many playoff games have you been in? And you're, and you're doing stupid shit like that because she threw a clean hit on you? Yeah, right? And like, like the Cockney like, Emmy, like yeah. breaking the stick on Riley's Dude, I saw arm. people. I saw people saying, oh, a stupid penalty leads to a goal. If you're, if you're cross-checking somebody and your stick breaks over them, that's a call 100% of the time. Even mm-hmm. though they rarely call cross-checking, if you break your stick over somebody, they're calling that every time. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, mm-hmm. And it's just so dumb, and there were so many. And then like the Gallagher high-sticking one, they're going to call high-sticking every time they see it. That's like an automatic yeah. call. That's a, that that's not a judgment call. That's an automatic call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what's so dumb with it. And I mean, even then, like, and I'll be honest, I will fully say the Leafs. You know, they probably got away with a couple penalties. I think but they did. So did the Habs. Like, yeah. there, there was more they could have called. Dude, like Edmonton after the whistle is such a <laughs> fucking jerk. Yeah. Like he's this guy's a plug. Like he's bad. He doesn't do anything, <laughs> and he's and all he does is just he's a, he's a goon. Yeah, him and Sherrod are just pure goons. Like, like, they're not good. They're not good at actually playing hockey. They're just goons. And yeah, like, right. and like, sure, like hit us all you want. That's fine. And like, I'm sorry. Like, like, yeah, Simmons probably should have got called for something. He or did he get a misconduct at the end for what he did to Edmondson? But that was so yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> he just right. Like, by and like slash his ankle. That was hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, that was so fun! Oh my god, yeah, him Simmons, especially at the end of the game, there was hilarious. And then he's just like, um, you know what? I already got the misconduct. I'm gonna throw a punch. Like, like there's like like <laughs> this like some of the after the whistle stuff is a little ridiculous though, and I think they got to tighten mm-hmm. up on on it. Yeah, like, we saw no, in game sure. in game one, the Zach Hyman cross check where like. I think it was Edmondson too, who just mm-hmm. like from behind mm. just cross checked him in the upper back and he went flying. I'm like, what yeah. is that? What's, what's the what's the purpose in any of that? Like, what do you gain by not calling that? Like, that could lead to like a serious injury. Yeah, yeah, right. Like exactly. It, it, like, oh my god. Whatever. It, the pushing and shoving and stuff after the whistles is fine. That's gonna happen. You don't need to like be strict on that. But like a a cross check from behind to like the upper back slash neck area of somebody like come on yeah that's that that's that's nonsense yeah no i I completely agree like (laughs) oh man they're just so they're very similar almost Mm -hmm. or almost worse i'd say than what the boston bruins were 
I think anytime, like you even saw Edmondson too, like get away mm-hmm. with like some like throwing some like sucker punches after after the yeah. whistle and stuff. Anytime a punch is thrown, well, obviously when you get into a fight, you're gonna spend your five minutes in the box. But anytime a punch is thrown, like glove on, you should it should be an automatic call. Yeah, it should be like automatically like roughing or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's so insane, and they do so much of that dirty little stuff. I'm not even trying to be like incredibly like Leafs no, because biased the Leafs, here because the Leafs now are starting to realize that like you can get away with more things in the playoffs, and they're trying to be like sneaky like that too. Yeah, so, like I'm not oh going to say I'm not going to come here and be like the Leafs are angels, but like the Habs are literally mm. gooning it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're being so they, they realize that's like, the only way that they can like do anything, and like you could tell like earlier early on in the games. Yeah. They're so high energy and stuff that they almost catch the Leafs flat-footed, and they're just throwing hits everywhere. Like you can tell, mm-hmm. it tires them out because by the end of the games, they're just like fighting for their lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's insane. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I do just want to interject really quickly. Remember that, uh, or I forget what period it was in, but Matthews' big check on Brandon Gallagher there. Oh, that was awesome. Oh my god, I love that so much, dude. Matthews, and it was been, so clean and- too. Matthews has been an animal this series, though. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. he's like, did he lead the Leafs in hits yesterday or was it game one? I don't know. I think so. But, like, I mean, even on top of that, like, he's, like, just taking, like, wasn't it, like, in the game one or something? Like there was a part of game two where he had dude. eight shot attempts. Yeah. He had, you know, he had eight shots on goal and, like, ten shot attempts or something Jeez. like that or, like, even more. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, he, yeah, he's a monster. I mean, friggin' four, sh- uh, four shots last night. Mm-hmm. Man, and, and, and the and he hit the post, but he got credit for the assist on it, right? On the Nylander mm-hmm. power play goal. Yeah, which I do want to say, he has been amazing. He has been so good. Nylander. Nylander? Yeah, dude. Everyone seems to have like stepped up. In, yeah. in like Tavares' absence. Like if you look at the box store score from yesterday, mm-hmm. Matthews, Marner, Nylander all made the score sheet multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Matthews had three assists. Marner two assists or, or Matthews three. had three points. Mm-hmm. Marner had two points. And yeah, Nylander also had two points. And I mean he's now had uh he's two playoff goals or two goals so far. Like one yeah. in both games. Clutch gene. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, but I like mean, even Morgan Riley too. Like I think has really <laughs> stepped it up, like on both ends of the ice. Yeah. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He's not being anywhere near as reckless as he was, which I really love. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I mean, also he's generating a lot of offense too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he definitely is. He he's just tightened it up so much. Everything mm-hmm. that like you would, be, you know, you want Morgan Riley to do, he he's been doing, and mm-hmm. it's just. I don't know. It just looks amazing. I'm actually like really happy about it. One thing I've, I and like one thing I noticed too mm-hmm. about like the Leafs like playing defense. Like you saw the goal that the Habs scored yesterday. It yeah. was a scramble in front of the net, and I feel like yeah. that's the only way that the Habs will be able to score against the Leafs. That and yeah. rush and rush chances because they cannot hold. They like they have like zero zone time when they when they have the puck. Like they can't hold the zone much. And one thing. I've realized is that they they really limited the rush chances compared in game one to game two in the Leafs. Like the Habs didn't have much going on at all in that regard. And when they did have some sustained zone time, which wasn't often, and like they were, I've noticed the Leafs are really good at just clearing it out of like 
the crease and like the the, the area there. Yeah, yeah, no, they've been really, really good. Yeah, like, like they they have like limiting the rebounds and stuff because that's the only way that yeah. the Habs are going to be able to score is off the rush and garbage garbage goals like that, like off the rebounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and, and that's what I was going to say too is that uh they uh yeah I mean when the Habs do get chances they get like one chance and that's it. Yeah, and they just don't have the shooting talent. They don't have the offensive talent to, you know. Um, cycle the puck around and they just don't have the shooting talent to score on those one chances and their defense is awful at moving the puck holy shit you know how many giveaways they have when they're trying to exit the zone it is terrible yeah yeah they're just not a good transition team they're not a good cycle team they're not they're just not that good like the only way they can score as you saw it in game one is off Mm -hmm. the rush with the anderson with the anderson one the anderson goal yeah and a shitty rebound or like a scramble in front of the net. And I think the Leafs know that because they were doing really good at clearing those rebounds out. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do want to say quickly too, oh my God, the amount of people who like lost their minds after the Habs scored that first goal. Oh my God, I know. Holy. Like you would think that we were like, it was game seven. Like and we in the were last down three nothing. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, people, like I literally saw someone say, wow, so this team's just never going to win a series, eh? And it's like, we're 10 minutes into the second game. <laughs> I know. Like I can't go on Twitter anymore. Like it's fucking toxic. Oh God, it's so insane. But I've been using yeah, the, no, mute mu- it, the mute button a lot lately. Me too. Oh my God. And I mean, like that's, and then that's kind of why I brought it up too. It's just because like right after that, like the Leafs were just dominant from there on out. They were even like really good before that. Like they were, they were pretty yeah. good before that. Mm-hmm. Like, but they like were I just said, like the so Habs good. like start off the games off with like so much energy. And then like, you see it just like deteriorate as the games go on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, they just, Oh my God. There's just, I don't know. Like, like I was never, cause I mean, every single playoff series we've ever played, since 2016 or even in 2013 i've always been like real nervous every time the team comes into the zone the opposing team comes into the zone but like i'm just not like i don't know if it's the devera stuff i don't know what it is but i just was not worried at any point yesterday about them scoring like i just did not look lethal Mm -hmm. at all yeah um yeah, like they like you said earlier, like they just don't have the shooting talent. They don't have the talent to like have any like sustained zone mm-hmm. pressure to lead to like any sort of like legitimate chances and stuff. Like it's like like the Leafs defense all year has been really good at like limiting chances and like forcing plays to the outside. And it doesn't take much to do that against the Habs either. Yeah. And I do like the idea of Angfall coming in for, for Riley Nash. Just because mm. I feel like against the Habs, like I, you don't need a shutdown line. No, not at all. Yeah, no, you don't. And like you have someone like like Engvall, who's still like solid defensively, but can still be like very good on the offensive zone, and also apparently become make a <laughs> make Shea Weber his son. Yeah, literally. Like, how do you allow oh, Pierre Engvall to get under your skin? Yeah, oh, my God. I know. That's what's so insane. That whole line, too. Like, mm-hmm. Kerfoot. Um, Engvall, Mikheyev. Yeah, they all just pissed people off yesterday. Oh, my God. You saw Kerfoot, like, all the time. Like, they were, like, a- after a whistle, they were, like, showing Kerfoot, and he was just chirping with other guys. Like, chir- like just like, Kerfoot always forth. always had that smirk, too. Like, like, yeah. what, the f- like what the fuck are you going to do to me, man? <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. I absolutely love that line. They're just 
mm-hmm. they just stir up so much shit. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Did you see Edmonton too? Like after Kerfoot got that empty netter, tried to like throw a hit. No, I didn't onto see Kerfoot. That. Oh he, man. he did kind of back off, but then like I think Kerfoot had some words for him too. <laughs> not surprised. They're so ah, oh, there's just goons. And I, oh my god. They're not goons, they're just like it's like they're like Brad Marshands to an extent. <laughs> Oh, oh, no, no, no. I meant uh, Edmondson. Oh, Edmondson, yeah. Dude, dude, I was laughing so hard because when the Habs had their goalie pulled, the Habs had their goalie pulled and they had Edmondson out on the ice. (laughs) I was like, what are you doing here? And we could talk about this like right after, but like, man, you just reminded me the goalie being pulled. How do you have your goalie pulled for six minutes and generate nothing there's literally nothing yeah like like there was no risk at all like it was mm-hmm. not like the only i mean yeah they did you know the least they had that one chance minutes. and if it did go in it mm. would have been goalie interference because perry was like was like literally bodying campbell yeah oh my god yeah he trucked campbell that was oh my god as the puck oh. was going on net so it was like yeah go in whatever it's not gonna count <laughs> yeah like it's so insane to me i i I, that, oh my god! That other goalie interference challenge was so funny from from Ducharme. Oh my god, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like there was nothing. He breathed in his direction. Like, like I've never seen a goalie interference caused over a stick. Yeah, because and a like, stick that like didn't even like like it just grazed him. Yeah, it probably it just like, grazed him if anything, and like. That happens all the time. That did not impede Price at all to try yeah, to make I mean, the save. The puck went by him already. Like, like the puck was like already like pretty much by him. Like by the time his stick even touched Price, like, it did piss me off how long that review took because there was like yeah. nothing there. All right, sorry about that. Uh, Wi-Fi went out on my end, but uh, yeah, Gord was in the middle of a point, so I'll let him finish that. Oh yeah, basically all I really said was uh I mean yeah, so they the stick like kind of or yeah, sorry, the uh oh man, I'm trying to collect my thoughts. <laughs> basically though, the what I heard was that the broadcast was waiting for another angle. And I mean, mm-hmm. but even then, it was really just a dumb call. I don't know what Bergevin thought he was seeing. Like they showed the they they showed uh Bergevin's yeah. box like box he was like it pointing is. so like assertively that he yeah, saw like, something there, there, there. There, there, there and it's like wait what <laughs> he didn't touch him what like mm-hmm. it was the weirdest thing like i genuinely don't know what they were thinking the only thing that even would make sense in that point or in that at that point in the game was they just wanted to screw up the leafs momentum by giving them another power play <laughs> i don't know yeah, like whatever. At least didn't capitalize on that power play, but that was two more minutes for the Habs to not score. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, probably even further demoralize them, right? Like, mm-hmm. exactly. And like, yeah, like if you want to go back to those penalties too and stuff, like mm-hmm. they're all completely avoidable from the Habs' perspective. Like, I can't oh, yeah. get over the fact that Shea Weber, a veteran in this league, allowed like Pierre Engvall to get under his skin and take a stupid penalty that led to a goal. Like that's your captain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I'd be so pissed if like, I, I mean, obviously he's not playing right now, but right. But like someone like if Joel Armia got under Tavares's skin and he just did that. Yeah. I'd be so pissed. Mm-hmm. Like if it's Wayne Simmons and like Joel Edmondson, who cares? Like mm-hmm. they're, that's what, literally what they're there to do. But like, 
but like yeah like I don't know. I feel like if if I was a Habs fan, I'd be like fucking pissed because like you 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 would expect more out of your captain. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you're just yeah. And I mean, yeah. There's the team just kind of gave a really shitty effort overall. Like like or not effort, but they gave a really like it was a really shitty performance. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you, the only thing the Habs can do is hit, and like mm-hmm. it has nothing to do. Like it has not stopped the Leafs at all. Like in Game One, I saw a lot of people like, "Oh, it looks like the Leafs still don't have what it takes to be in the playoffs. They're not tough enough." Oh my God. And it's just like if you think that the Leafs lost Game One because of anything to do with hits, like no, like that was not it at all. Like the hits has nothing to do with the reason why the Leafs lost. The Leafs were still able to play their game. Like even in this game, sure they got they got hit a lot. But it didn't accomplish anything. Like the the Habs hit just to like hit. It doesn't do anything. Their hits and like when you see the Leafs hit, they're more like tactical. And it's like it it, it pushes someone off the puck. It, yeah, it pushes someone off the puck. It's a game possession and stuff. And then you see like the Habs do it, and they're just they're just ooga booga body check. <laughs> yeah, and I mean even then like. It does just feel though like they can match that intensity, yeah. Um, as well, like you know, like because like, you do see Kerfoot, you know, I, I mean, you know, maybe he's not throwing big body checks, you know, but he's getting under their skin in different ways and stuff like that. So they can match mm-hmm. that tempo. McKenna seems what, like such a jerk to play against. Oh my god, I know he seems like the. Ni- I, I always just have this perception of him that he's just the nicest guy. No, in the he's world. probably a nice guy, but like you can just tell on the ice, like yeah, like he's just like such a jerk, and then people try to chirp him, and he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. I only speak Russian, man. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so like it just gets under oh their skin god. even more because it's like not because like it's not affecting him at all, and like even then he'll get like slashed or whatever and just skate away. Like he just he's not giving them the reaction at all, and he'll and like that just gets under their skin so much. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the thing, too, that I, a lot of people kind of, you know, ripped on guys like Matthews and Nylander for, but they're just really friggin' poised. Like, a lot of their big players are really, really poised. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't get knocked off their game because yeah. of that. They it just, they don't, a friggin' for game one, right, with Edmondson sitting there, you know, friggin' jockeying around uh, Austin Matthews. That was, He's like shit. That was, that was Sherratt. Oh, it was Sherratt. Oh, my God, he sucks. Matthews had a smile on his face. Yeah, he was like laughing. No, it was it was a smile like, buddy, I could easily mess you up. You don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, like he was just so unbothered by it. Like he just didn't care. And it's Mm -hmm. like in in, you know throughout their careers, they've gotten kind of they've gotten some heat for that, but it it helps them so much in situations like this. Like, yeah, I mean because they can lift it up. You know, you do see Nylander. He has hit another gear in the playoffs Matthews has hit another gear in the playoffs but they're just they don't let it it's not like Nazem Kadri right with the red mist you know the going overboard you know yeah. getting a little too emotional like they just they just don't they're just poised and they're really stoic and and they're it helps them elite hockey players oh yeah yeah on top of that they're our best players <laughs> exactly maybe like first liners or the best player on Every team in the league. Um, did you want to talk about Rasmus Sandin again and like the game he played last night? Uh, yeah, two? he was much more like much better. Mm-hmm. He was just, yeah, oh god, everything about everything you want out of Rasmus Sandin or that you know he's capable of, he just he showed it last night. Yeah, it was it, it that was 
I liked what Keith said after the game because like he got asked about like potentially keeping him out of the lineup because of what happened in game one, and he goes, all he did was like make a make a mistake and then they asked like sandine about it too and sandine was mm-hmm. like was like yeah you know i just looked over footage in my time on the ice and i saw what i had to correct and i worked on it and i and that's what i did like i didn't let it affect me or whatever mm-hmm. and then one thing that keith said that i really liked after the game was i look at the whole game and not just the and i don't just look at the mistakes he made and he played a pretty solid like full game and mm-hmm. he worked on what he had to work on and it paid off yeah, because yeah, I saw exactly. such a stupid, I saw such a stupid Grant McKeg tweet after the game one too. Oh, what was it? Oh my god! Oh, uh, I don't know word for word. Should I just try to pull it up? It was so stupid. Yeah, like, you can just pull it up. Actually, yeah, because I, uh, I didn't see it. I, I, I was. He trying is to stay so off Twitter. stupid. Like I don't know how this guy has anybody subscribing to his website. Oh my god! <laughs> do you, wait? Do people pay money? Yeah, people pay money to subscribe for his website. The website on which you said that that Cock and Yemi will be such just as important, if not more important, than Austin Matthews is to the Leafs. That's the type of analysis people are paying for. An NHL team hired this man. An NHL point. team hired this man. The Montreal Canadiens, too, actually. <laughs> like, oh my oh. god, this guy's such an idiot like i don't understand like how like can people pay for me can people pay for this podcast we're not that stupid yeah (laughs) oh my god i know right like it's so insane and like the only i don't i don't know what if you hold up a grant mccagg opinion you know and you're using that as like evidence for anything like that is the definition of um appealing to authority why can't i spell grant mccagg properly it's okay i found it oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the guy's just an idiot. He's a clown. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He, I don't know how he ever became an NHL scout. Like he just I have no idea, man. He's such an idiot. Like I don't, I don't yeah. use that term not lightly either. Like I legitimately have no idea how this guy even like is anywhere near the sport of hockey. Yeah, I. Oh my god. Yeah, like he, he should just be. The other, you know, another uncle screaming into the void with two followers on, on mm-hmm. hockey Twitter. Like he should not be a multi-thousand follower account. Every time I see Grant McKegg on my timeline, I cringe. Yeah, me too. Oh God. I always just laugh actually. One thing I, I will like, say about Grant McKegg is he's mm-hmm. called out the Toronto Sun on their headlines from the other day, which I yeah. don't really want to bring up because it's exactly what they want us to do. So we won't touch on it. But, uh, oh my God, where's this? Where's this dumb tweet? Maybe he deleted it. No. It wouldn't surprise me. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Oh, All right. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Keith played the rookie defenseman and Ducharme didn't. Who was the culprit on the game-winning goal? The rookie defenseman. Round one to Ducharme in that regard. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. This guy worked in hockey. <laughs> this just oh. like goes to my theory that I'd be better than most people in the NHL at their jobs in the yeah. front office jobs. Same. Same. Like, like, like I'm not even saying that like as a joke or anything. Like I legitimately believe in that. This is yeah, the type of too. analysis He's... people are paying money for on recruit recruiters.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so insane to me. And honestly, like I, I guess that's another thing we can touch on once we're done with Sandine. Uh, the fact that the Habs are scratching all of their best p- 
players who just so happen to be young players mm-hmm. is so stupid. Like Cole Caulfield, Romanov, like Dude, say why are they sitting want, in the press box? Say what you want about Cole Caulfield being small and stuff, which is like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's legitimate. Like it, it it's a legitimate criticize on his on his game. I say in quotations because being small has nothing to do with how good of a player you can be. But yeah. but like it's a legit like concern, I guess you can say. But with someone like Cole Caulfield, who scored at every single level that he's ever played hockey at, and like with the shot that he has, he's a legitimate threat to score every time the puck is on his stick. And when you're the mm-hmm. Montreal Canadiens and you don't have scoring talent, why the fuck would you keep him on the press box? Yeah, exactly. Like that's what's so insane to me. Like I do not understand how how you can sit there and look at your team and be like, hmm, yeah, you know, Cole Caulfield would not help this team at all. Like, no, and in, in, in fact, we need uh, I don't fucking know who else is on that team. That's like bad. There's too many. We need Joel Eric Armia Stahl. to do there and do nothing. We need Eric Stahl to literally be <laughs> dude. I saw Eric Stahl lead a three on two rush in favor of the Habs. It was so yeah. slow that the Leafs were able to get numbers back by the time he even crossed the blue line. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, no, it's insane. Like, I genuinely do not understand what the hell they're doing. Hey, as a Leafs fan, I don't mind the stupidity coming out of the Montreal Canadiens right now. But like, as a hockey fan, like, yeah, just like I don't, I can't get the logical reasoning behind the fact that you're a team that struggles offensively. You have a guy sitting in the press box who's a threat to score every time the puck hits a stick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like. It's not like they're the Leafs or whatever who have like so much firepower up front where they're not playing Robertson, who's apparently injured, but let's say he was healthy. Yeah. And like, and like, like, it's not like the Leafs don't need to play Robertson because of all the talent they have up front. If you're the Montreal Canadiens, you take whatever offense you can against this team. Yeah, exactly. And especially like, it's not even like you, he would be a genuine upgrade over so many of their, like, so many of their bottom six players. Oh, like, He'd be an upgrade over like so many of their like probably like yeah you have, have how many forwards nine I'd say at least five of them he's an upgrade over yeah Armia Lekkinen friggin mm-hmm. Eric Stahl like you you replace any one of those guys with with uh with Cole Caulfield and I mean that's good and same with like Romanov you replace mm-hmm. Roman you replace Merrill or friggin Edmondson. Or someone, Chirot. You, you replace Sharat. You replace one of them with Alex Romanov, and now you can at least actually move the puck decently. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like you can move the puck relatively well. And I mean, Romanov is a good defenseman. Like, he's he's not you know amazing, but I mean, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's a good second bearing guy. You know, you throw him there. You give him maybe even not touch matchup, tough matchups. You know, maybe you kind of shelter Caulfield. Maybe you, you kind can, of shelter these especially guys. Especially now with the two games in Montreal, you can just give them offensive zone starts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like, like get Caulfield out there against, you know, guys like, um, like, like the bottom, you know, the fourth line or mm-hmm. something like that for the Leafs, maybe even the second line. I mean, I know that, you know, that's a good line still, but you know, a Gouch, a Foligno, Nylander line is a little bit better to go up against than, you know, a Simmons, uh, Thornton, Spezza. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a possibility of Simmons just steamrolling him. But like, mm-hmm. but then again, like, like I saw like people saying like, oh, the, the Leafs are dirty. All of a sudden Leafs are a dirty team now. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, they'll, they'll try to take a run at Caulfield. And like, they were like referencing of like, of like um, 
Simmons and stuff. And like, yeah. at what point in his career has Simmons shown to be a guy who'd like just take runs at like smaller players? Never, right? Like exactly. Like, I, I mean, oh man, it's like so he's crazy never he's never been like a dirty player. Simmons, he's a player who's played on the edge, but he's never been like I'm gonna fucking injure this player who's so much smaller than me. Yeah, like like I don't think you have to worry about that. And even then, if your whole I'll be honest, like if Ducharme's like reasoning for not putting Caulfield out there as someone like, you know, a Simmons or whatever, you know, hitting him, he shouldn't be a coach. Like he should not be coaching right now. Like no, that's just so when you're a coach making the lineups, you have to optimize the, that lineup and make it the best it can possibly be. And that lineup is not the best it could possibly be with yeah. uh with a player who with a lethal shot on a team that is deprived of offense sitting on the sitting on in the press box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brother. The Leafs, I, I mean, John Deveris is, although he's the second-line center on the Leafs, he'd be a first-line center on, I'd say, a good majority of, or a good number of teams. A lot of other teams. In the league. A lot of teams, yeah, in the league. And so the fact that they lost him and then the next game came out and won 5-1, to one, like that should signal to you that, hey, you know, we probably shouldn't put these, you know, maybe more – Coach's favorite sort of defensively. Oh, you can trust them out there. Oh, they, blah, blah, they blah, go ooga booga. Sort of situ- yeah, right. Like that's clearly not working. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we lost probably our third best player, maybe even our fourth best player. Like, you know, like one of the better, more elite centers in the game. And and then you're sitting here, you know, holding back Caulfield and all these guys trying to you know play a more you know hitting sort of defensive style. Like, like it hasn't worked. It hasn't deprive the Leafs of like doing what they want yeah. to do in both games at all. Yeah, exactly. It's clearly not working. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, put in your good young players and try to, you know, get wins where you can try and get, you know, goals when, whenever possible, mm-hmm. you know, like try to capitalize on some power plays. Like even though, you know, I think they only had two or three last game, you know, try to, you know, try to capitalize on those, like exactly. with someone like Caulfield out there. It's just it's insane to me that they would hold themselves back like this. Like, I, I mean, I, once again, you know, I, like you said, uh, I'm I'm totally fine with it as a Leaf fan, but it just seems like the dumbest decision I've ever seen. Yeah, it's stupid. Hmm. Um, man, that's like Mike Babcock. Excuse me, Mike Babcock flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just it's very just galaxy braining. You know everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So moving forward in this series, what's your what, where's your confidence level at on a scale of one to ten? I think it's the same. I think that's what I predicted last episode. Uh, Leafs in five. To be honest, I expect to win the next three games. So um, yeah. Man, like the after like. Like the Leafs, like were the better team for forty minutes in Game One, mm-hmm. and whatever it took, a, their heads weren't in the game, and like rightfully so. Like I completely get that. Yeah. Oh yeah, a complete like free pass there. Yeah. Now they have this. They have something to fight for. Like I don't want to use someone's injury to like this way, but like that's how hockey players operate. That's how a lot of athletes operate, and like they yeah. have so, they have something to fight for now. Yeah, and like they all, the game they all said up. it. They all said it after the game that like mm-hmm. 
that like they're all playing for for JT and stuff and like yeah that's just like it's so wholesome it makes me so happy <laughs> yeah Spezza said like oh you know we're trying to win as many games as possible so we can get JT back in here and you know mm-hmm. Matthew said oh that that win was you know dedicated to John DeVaris yeah exactly and like and like yeah like they have something to fight for there's something to rally mm-hmm. around and like with all the veterans that they have in the team like for whatever reason some people were like criticizing like especially a lot of like of like younger hockey fans on twitter were criticizing especially when we got fully you know how many leaders do you need in a locker room how bad is the locker room as it is already and like why is that a bad thing to have like so many like leaders in a room like like you have like thornton simmons yeah matthews riley um muzzin uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. Like, of, like all these people who have been like captains before, or, like have shown like leadership on the team, and yeah. it's just like, and like, and like with like to have like a group like that, and then players, and like something to rally around like that. Like, yeah, like there's there's no way that they're gonna like, like, like no one's gonna get a free pass in the locker room. Like if they're like caught dogging on a play or whatever, they're not gonna let that shit happen again. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. early in the year, right? Remember that, uh, I think it was, what was it, game one, game two, when uh, when Simmons, when he, like, yelled at the bench? Because, like, everyone that was, was in just, game one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of looked like the 2019-2020 yeah. leaps. Yeah. Yeah, he fought you know? Sherratt. And yeah. And was, like, looked at, like, kind of, like, yelled at the bench, like, like to, like, get their heads in the game. Yeah, and, and they haven't really looked back since then, to be honest. No. I'm not saying that that was a defining. I mean, that was that was like season, <laughs> that was like in the first period of the first game too, to be honest. I think. Yeah, it, I mean, they haven't looked. There's never been a time where I've left a game and been like, "Wow, you know they." They, I, they I, did not care about that game or whatever. Yeah, and, and I mean, there was games last year, 2019-20, where it literally felt like that. Like I remember, especially like the tail end, the tail end of the Babcock. Uh, yeah, era, oh my god, they did not want to play for that man anymore. Oh my god, yeah, no, it looks so bad. And I mean, they they really kind of pumped it up, and then all of a sudden, you know, they would still hit skids where it'd be like they played two or three really good games, then all of a sudden, they just crapped the bed completely mm-hmm. and it sucked. And they would give up leads and they would do all this, but they haven't done that this year, they haven't, or at least not consistently, not consistently to the point I where feel, it's anything even worth pointing out. I feel so much more comfortable in like a 2 1 or like four three game or whatever like one goal games where the Leafs yeah. I'm like like when the I was I'm not gonna lie like I was really confident going into the game but then like mm-hmm. a few minutes leading up to the game last night I started to get this nervous energy I don't know why just because mm-hmm. like you know you do that but then like the second they got the 2-1 goal I was like yeah this game's over yeah yeah same right and I, I think they showed too what really kind of pushed it for me as well was that um, the empty net, the fact that like they had the empty net for about six, seven minutes, they had a six on five mm-hmm. and they generated nothing. It did not look really at all um, like the Habs were going to score in that time. Like I was no. not worried about that at all at any point. Even and then if they got one goal. Like what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. Right. And it was like, you know, they're going to shut down the other, like, like another thing. Oh, anyways, finish your point. No, no, no. I was just going to say, you know, like 
And, and that's almost the exact same timeline as like the it was four one game seven, you know, against the Bruins in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Like like there was about seven to ten minutes left in the game, you know. Oh uh, yeah, but that 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 Leafs team had no business being anywhere near the playoff spot. Oh, one hundred percent, right? <laughs> but I mean this team like they didn't even they didn't even like look even close to that like there was nothing like that and that was five on five for fuck's sakes like the entire time that was literally five on five for every goal there and i mean this one was six on five the puck was in the leaf zone the vast majority of the time they just let them make passes on the perimeter and like that's about it like they didn't generate anything up the middle yeah exactly there was nothing it didn't look lethal at all and that's kind of like really i think now where i think it speaks to both teams mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, yeah 100%. like like the Habs are like a terrible offensive team it's just something that like we've known and like don't have like like uh, the talent to like keep the puck and like make do stuff with it and like finish and like the Leafs like also like being vastly improved defensively this year yeah yeah exactly right and like from that mentally mental point too right because it feels mm-hmm. like last year Joey, I'm here now. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, my I you just cut off for a bit, but <laughs> we're still recording. Oh, shit, <laughs> <laughs> you're still recording. Uh, I, I hear you now. All right. Oh, so okay, I don't know. I I have no idea what the last point is you just made. By the way. Oh, I I just said <laughs> that the 2019-20 Leafs. Uh, like it feels like in that span of time, they would have given up a goal there, at least one oh, yeah. or two goals. But like this team mm-hmm. is just so much different. Like they. There was no fear at it's all. Because they I think it's because they have people who've been there, done that in the locker room, which is what mm-hmm. the teams of the past didn't really have. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like Spezza, I mean, was really invaluable, invaluable last or what? What is it? Priceless? I don't, I don't know. I don't. But Spezza was incredibly valuable last year. Yeah, Simmons this year, Thornton this year. They also have Bogosian who just won a cup. Foligno. Um, yeah, Felino, friggin' who shot out the goddamn Tampa Bay Lightning two years ago and beat the Leafs last year. Yeah, um, you also have Rick Nash, obviously, and I mean Rick Nash or Riley Nash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish oh the Leafs had Rick Nash. <laughs> I wish too, but goddamn, man! Oh, imagine, man. imagine Rick Nash playing with uh, Tavares and Nylander this year. Oh God, that would have been insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm just imagining like, that Boston Bruins Rick Nash. Like, dang. Mm-hmm. That would have been really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I'm super confident going in, going into, like, the rest of the games in this series. Like Me too. Like, yeah, whatever. The, the Leafs have the ability to line match now, or the Habs do. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to, to line match, and that doesn't bother me at all because, like, the, there's the, the Habs cannot put down a line that can stop the Leafs' first line. Yeah, no, exactly. The I think the Leafs overpower overpower them in any matchup. Yeah, like I don't think any line they put up against us is like I think every line were better. Yeah, even like I was surprised I with like the Thornton Spezza Simmons line, and like mm-hmm. and like they were holding it down like like defensively too. Like they weren't like the best, but they were like doing stuff. Yeah, they were much improved over last game yeah. for sure too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, like I'll be honest too. Like their first line, I don't even think is as good as our second line. Like, like I think William even Nylander without is Tavares, better. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like right now, like I think with Felino, Galch, mm-hmm. Nylander, I think it's better. And like honestly, like I don't, I, th- I don't think they have a player as good as Nylander at all. Like, no. like you can maybe make an argument, especially like, playoff Nylander. But oh my god, yeah, exactly. Like, like their best goal scorer, I haven't noticed in Toffoli. Oh yeah, I haven't noticed him. I have, I did not notice Suzuki at all yesterday. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. No one, even mm-hmm. Anderson, was like very meh. Oh yeah, yes. Um, yes, you see when he uh, he knocks Simmons down, and Simmons just like as he was getting up, Simmons just like sent him back down to the ice. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Simmons was so good. Oh man, man, I don't need Simmons to get a single point. I just need him to just keep on being a fucking jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you watch the opening faceoff? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. We forgot there? to talk about that. I don't what know. What happened there? I, I went. I went to the bathroom, so like I literally didn't see it. I don't know if it was like, just I, like a tone setter, like you know, like they were hoping like he'd go out, throw a big hit, and like get the guys into it sooner. Yeah. Or if it was like, or if he was like expecting a fight or something, because they yeah. make those lines after warm ups, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know yeah. if something was said after warm ups that they thought that like they needed someone there to like kind of like police the ice. Yeah. But did he do anything? Like, did it like? No, it was just like a typical. It was just a typical shift. Oh, uh-huh. okay, that was really weird. No, I just I, I remember like people being like, "Yo, what the heck? Why the heck is this See, guy out there?" I first? thought he was gonna fight Ch- Sherrod or something. And, like, yeah, that's what like, I thought. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it was just there, like, because if the opportunity was there, like, throw a big mm-hmm. hit and like get the guys into it, then like, yeah, like early and stuff, then like. Which I don't mind at all. Like for one shift, like why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and like you know, I'm down. And that's the one good thing too about the Leafs, and that's the one good thing about the Felino acquisition too, is just how how fluid their lines can be. How you know how like they just have so much versatility all over. Mm. Like they they have good enough players that you can put a crappy fourth liner on, you know, for a shift or two with their top six. You know, I mean, there's a good chunk of the season where yeah. you had Thornton playing with Marner and Matthews. Yeah, and, and they looked fine. Like, they didn't, mm. you know, like, like there were some games where Thornton was noticeably a step, you know, a step uh, step lower. But Yeah, but like the line as a whole was still, overall. like, functioning. Yeah, yeah, it looked, I'd say, good overall. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, for me, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, and that's the biggest thing, I think, about the Felino acquisition as mm-hmm. well. Just the fact that he can play wing. He can play center. He can play a bunch of different positions. Yeah. And he can play top six. He can play bottom six. He can play mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, do you think there's going to be any lineup changes for game three? If there is, it's probably Galchenyuk. I mean, I saw some things that I really liked from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Like, like, like he was, he was. Fine, he brings, but... he brings energy, like, and mm-hmm. like, and like he, he's kind of like Kerfoot in the sense too, where he'll yeah. like, he'll like be a little pesky to play against and stuff, which I like. And like he was like winning some puck battles and stuff, and like knocking some Habs players over. But like other than that, like I didn't really notice him much. Yeah, me neither. Which is kind of like not what you want out of your second liner. Like who do you who do you put in for him then? I don't know. Maybe like Adam who? Brooks. Cause I, I thought Adam Brooks was really good. I like mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind playing him on the like, third line or if something. If anything, like if anything, I could see them making a change. I, I think Alchenik will get another game, but I could see them making a change for the back to back a few like tinkerings there just to like keep people yeah. fresh and stuff. 
Yeah, I could see that too, right? Like uh, some of like maybe uh mm-hmm. maybe they sit, you know, with Thornton uh game three and they put someone else yeah. there, like Adam Brooks or whatever, and then yeah. game four they sit, you know, with Simmons or Spezza or someone like that or whatever. Yeah. I don't think they they, they sit Spezza just because he's been playing like yeah. like illegitimate like <laughs> NHL like <laughs> so. Oh, I, I genuinely don't understand. I like it's just I mean it's it's really good. I'm not complaining, mm-hmm. but like just it literally looked like he was just like on his last legs, you know? Yeah. And he's like he's like what it was like that was actually so f- the year? goal the goal he scored was actually like so funny that he scored yeah. when like he like took it from like Simmons basically and then they're laughing about it on the bench afterwards. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I, I he's I love him. I love I mm-hmm. love Spezza so much. He needs he needs to get a uh front office or coaching staff position. He also after. needs to get himself a ring. Yeah. Oh yeah. First. Get that first. <laughs> and then when his career is done, he, like bring him into the organization. Keep him. For real. Like mm-hmm. especially because like it sounds like he does not want to go anywhere. He wants to stay in the GTA. Like like he said, like he wasn't he he said like when he was put on waivers, he literally mm-hmm. said if he another retire. team picks me up, I'm gonna retire. So it's obvious that like he doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> so if he still wants to stay in hockey, man, like he he should he should just get offered a job like what as soon as he retires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I, he one hundred percent. Even if it's something like player personnel or like you know development or something, like he's just like on the ice with them coach. at practice and stuff and like working on different things with them. Yeah. Yeah, he he needs to be around the team though in some way, mm-hmm. and I think he's smart enough too that you could give him a front office front office position as well, like some sort of you know Marley's assistant GM or something or whatever, mm-hmm. and just kind of get him work to his work way up the ranks, up. like a Chris Drury yeah. type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I think, and that's what I think that should happen. Like he needs to be, I don't know. Yeah, he needs to be a leaf forever. Yeah, it feels like he's been. A- Leave for so long though it's only been like two years <laughs> yeah right i, like, I don't remember him as a line. dallas star i have zero memories of that yeah me neither mm-hmm. I, yeah it feels like he like left the the sends in like 2014 and came right to the leafs mm-hmm. and he's just been here the whole time exactly so um yeah uh i don't know if there's anything else that you want to you want to touch on i can't think of anything um what was it that i was gonna say i had something i was gonna say i don't remember oh yeah again just to like i saw a lot of um habs fans we talked about the penalties earlier but Mm -hmm. um there was a a lot of habs fans saying like all the leafs won because of the habs did you see the five on five like expected goals and stuff and like the the, like whatever like say what you want but like the deserve to win o meter and like it was like it was so slanted into the leafs favor and like oh yeah and then like the score was five to one you don't yeah. lose five to one because of the refs. Yeah, right. And it's like, okay, you know what? Fine then. Take away the two power take play away goals. Both of our power play goals. Yeah, we still won three to one. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't, like take I away the empty net or two. Like, take away the empty yeah. net or two if you want. Like, you, you yeah. cannot expect to win a game when you only when can you can only score one goal. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god! And they like they scored one goal in the first like ten minutes, and that was it. Yeah, that was the end. Mm-hmm. And like. One thing I found hilarious too was what the hell was Carey Price doing on that William Nylander goal? Oh my god! <laughs> oh god, that was so brutal. That was like some of the worst goaltending I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like 
he didn't need to sprawl out. Like he had enough time to like just like slide over and reposition. He probably would have made that save, but he's just like, yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna slide into home. Like I'm a like I'm like I'm fucking Boba Shed or something. <laughs> oh man! And then and then same with like that Matthews goal. Oh, well, I mean, I I guess you can't fully blame him for that. But like, my god, like. Yeah. I don't know. Like that, that felt like he should have had that. It sounds like uh, Carrie Price. Carrie Price turned back to dial to 2014 just for like game one. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be honest. I was that was the only thing I was kind of worried about. Yeah. I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, you know, all he has to do is stand on his head for a couple times. You know, and the Habs get you know two goals and boom, like we mm-hmm. could lose two one or yeah, whatever, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. Do you think Anderson? Do you think Campbell gets both games in the back to back? See, I uh, I was speaking a bit with someone on Twitter about this. Um, I think so. I think one it depends on the game three results, but I also think it kind of depends. Um, maybe this is a dumb way to think about it, but like it kind of depends to me um, with what the Habs do. Like, so if you win game three and they don't switch goalies, then I don't think you should. But if mm-hmm. they do, then I think you should. Does I don't that make know. sense? I think it does make sense, but I think that you just ride Campbell because to me, see that. to me, just go with who the best goalie is in the playoffs and stuff. And like, and like you, you have a day to rest after that and then, and then play again. And then if you have the opportunity to go up three to one in the series, then you do that. I don't think you mess with that by trying to play by trying to play Anderson, who'll be going in cold. I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably just kind of galaxy braining it. You know, you should probably just mm-hmm. you know. Keep Although it, it would be hilarious if the Habs do put in Jake Allen because both Habs goalies have not looked good this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, oh man. Imagine that. Imagine they put in Jake Allen. Leafs keep in Campbell after winning like the game three. They come out the next night and they beat Allen. <laughs> they have a refreshed goalie, completely fresh. You know, Campbell has played back to backs now, and they 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 still win. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And, and I mean, honestly, like I, a part of me is like, yeah, I don't think it matters what they do. Like, I just genuinely think the Leafs will win regardless. I also think it's aston like astonishingly stupid. That yeah. there's a back to back in a playoff series. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like this is um, it's some terrible scheduling from the NHL, and they do, they seem to do this every playoffs. Like they screw something up when in the scheduling. Yeah, exactly. And I think this year isn't it like it's only the Canadian division. I think Edmonton yeah. has that back to back. Yeah, it's only tomorrow. it's yeah it's only the Canadian division that has that. Yeah, and I mean I guess. The only real reason is because of the friggin' Calgary Vancouver. How come they how come how come these games had to wait for those games to finish that had zero effect on this? Yeah, no, it it is really dumb. Like you're really you're right. It it Mm -hmm. is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know why they did Mm -hmm. it. Anyways. Uh I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um so we will um, see you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter at New Era Leafs. Keep track with everything. We're going to be pumping out a lot of content over the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Joey Kanji ninety eight. 
and follow Gordon on Twitter at RideThePine89. And that's all we got this week. Hopefully, next time we record, we've got a series win to talk about. First time since 2004. Oh, that'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, catch y'all next week. (laughs) 